Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. So tonight I want to talk to you, how do you withstand the challenges of life? Okay, here's, here's the subtopic. How do I deal with the challenges that may come my way? Well, the Bible's really clear about this. Um, in Matthew 6.30, in the Passion, Jesus says um, and explains to me and you what we need to be doing. And if we can get an understanding of this, in Matthew 6 and 30, in the Passion, he says, so if God has closed the meadow, now I want you to see this, with hay, which is here for such a short time, and then dried up and burned, won't he provide for you clothes you need? even though you live with such little faith. Now he's talking about meeting our needs. Challenges come, right? No matter what kind of challenge. He's going to explain his character. So then forsake your worries. You know, that ain't easy. How do I how, exchange, your, exchange your worry with worship? You know what I mean? Worship God and overcome your worries. But that isn't easy when you're in the midst of the worry. So look what we said here, right? So then... Forsake your worries, why would you say, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? Right? We got all, those are needs. What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? Where am I going to live? For that is what? What the unbelievers chase after. Wow. Isn't that something he's saying, man, don't worry about, what, I, what do you mean? That is what unbelievers chase after. So I don't have to worry about what I'm going to eat? Nope. You don't have to worry about well, how I'm going to pay my bills. No, not if you're doing your part. Look what he says here. Things my body's going to require. Nope. So above all, what do I do? D- watch. For that is what the unbelievers chase after. What's that? All those, all those natural needs. Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your body requires? Now, that's just not like food. That's clothes. Hey, man, I need a car. I need this. I need a house. I need, I need insurance. I need. God's got all that stuff figured out, man. Now, here's the thing. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things. Wow, isn't that crazy? It doesn't seem less important when I need it in the earth, though. You know, oh, that's, that's not important. Yeah, well, tell, tell, tell the electric company that. You know, tell the grocery store that. You know, you're looking in your pocket and you don't see it. What is he trying to tell you? I got you. Take all these less important things and understand what? God will give to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow but deal with each challenge that comes your way. That's what we said, right? How do we deal with life's challenge? One day at a time, tomorrow will take care of itself. So that's a powerful truth. He said, deal with today's challenge right now. Tomorrow's got enough challenges in itself. Don't take no care for it, right? Now that's easy. That's sometimes easily said, but I don't know if it can be done sometimes. And it can. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of like joking around a little bit. But you mean, what do you mean? These things are less important. I don't know about you, but man, they seem like they're preoccupying my mind. 
but they're less, that doctor's report is preoccupying your mind. That financial burden is preoccupying your mind. But if it's less important, show me how to do that. He said, listen, take each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Okay. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Wow. That's, 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 that, well, how do I do it? I'm going to show you in today's series, tonight's series, I'm going to show you how to do that. Look what it says in Ephesians 6 and 12. This is big. Passion's perfect. Right? He's explaining some more about this. Here's what you got to remember. Number one, deal with challenges that come your way. How do I do it? Here's one of the big things. Here's your offensive move. You must protect yourself against these challenges. Stay protected against the challenges trying to come against your life. I'm going to show you this in the Word of God, okay? This is big. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, okay? But with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realm. For they are what? powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides so you're protected as you confront the slanderer for you are destined for all things and will what? Rise victoriously. Right? So look what he says. Put on truth as a belt of strength and what? You will stand in triumph. Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. Stand on your feet alert. Then you'll always be ready to share the blessing of peace. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. So what do we got to do? You got to stand and stay protected against these challenges. Now, he's very clear to say this. Put your armor on. What does that mean? The enemy is going to try to bring challenges to try to break through the barrier of the armor of the word of God that God has given you. If you're not careful, you'll be sleeping in a time of battle. Right? Hey, I'm going to tell you something right here. This was so good. I watched this thing yesterday. Um, for a minute, right? This guy's like one of the best grapplers, you know, like fighting, hand-to-hand combat. He's probably one of the best in the world. And it was funny. The guy was talking about him, and I, I thought it was very intriguing, so I watched it. And he said this. He said, the guy tells everybody. This is really good, right? This guy's like one of the best jujitsu guys out there. So he is the best. Everybody's like, this guy's the best. So he's training all these MMA fighters. He's training all these guys, and they're all like, he's the best. And the guy literally saying it said this. He said, he told everybody everything. He holds no secrets. And I'm thinking, well, that's kind of dumb. You know what I mean? Because sooner or later, won't somebody use everything you're saying? You know what I mean? Like, they, the guy was like, look, this guy is the best hand-to-hand combat grappler going. But he tells everybody everything he knows. And they asked him, they're like, dude, aren't you worried about, like, telling everybody, like, I guess all these moves, you know? And he said, no. He goes, because by the time they get the information 
And by the time they've mastered it, I'm on to something else to get even better. Man, it hit me. Jesus told you, here's the hand-to-hand combat. Here's what you got to put on. You got to put on this helmet of salvation. Don't let the devil get in your mind. You got to protect your heart. Don't let him get in your heart. You got to put the shot in peace. You got, he's showing you the what? The grappling tools to win with. And Jesus is telling you everything, man. So don't try to do this in your own strength. Do this in the ability Jesus gave you. Don't try to go around. And it was funny. And that's why I said this. You want to know the number one reason why the guy, the first answer, he said, the guy interviews him, right? And he goes, hey, why are you telling everybody what to do? He said, this is so crazy. He goes, most fighters are too prideful to even listen to what I'm saying, and they want to do it in their own ability. Is that not nuts? Now, that hit me. That's the reason why I brought it up. I, I slipped me for a minute. He said, they won't watch the video. So, man, don't try to, now listen, man, don't, this is a form of pride too, guys. Don't try to fight your battles other ways. He told you how to fight them. You see what I'm saying? So learn how to do the hand-to-hand combat you're supposed to do. Man, this is big. Look at this. Look at Psalms 93, 2 and 3. Man, this is big. I like this, man. When I found this, this one, this one got me. Right? Psalms 93, Psalm 93, 2 and 3, passion's great. This thing is big. Lord, you have reigned as king from the very beginning of time. Eternity is your home. Do you see that? Chaos once challenged you. The raging waves lifted themselves over and over, high above the ocean's death, letting out their mighty roar. Yet at the sound of your voice, they were all stilled by your might. What a majestic king filled with power. But I like this. Chaos even challenged the Lord. Do you see that in verse 3? So guys, if chaos in life, if challenges in life tried to even challenge the Lord, don't you think they're going to try to come and challenge me and you? You know what I mean? Like we get all like, what is this crazy chaos? Well, it said Hey, I tried the Lord. I'm going to try you too. But he silenced it with his voice. Oh, my God. This is big. So I started thinking about when I see people, and I'm not talking about anybody. You might, you know, this is funny. Like, oh, my God, did Pastor Chris preach this because he talked to me? No. I've been doing this for a minute, you know. And from doing it in a minute, I kind of see a pattern of, What do I do when chaos tries to challenge me? Well, I know what I do. Then I started looking at the people around me. What what are some of the key elements you should be doing? Because, okay, so when I get challenged, let's just say this. So when I get challenged, what do I do? When When I walk, right? What did we say, right? When you walk through challenges, how do I deal with challenges? What happens when I get, what do you do when facing challenges? Now, listen, man, some of these challenges you created for maybe not following the plan, some of them came out of nowhere, but it's a challenge, you know? It's just, it's challenging my ability. It's challenging my faith. Maybe it's just challenging your, your sanity. You know, I don't know. You know, sometimes you go through financial challenges, right? Sometimes you go through soul challenges. You ever just, have, you ever just get so emotional 
but nothing's really going on that should make you emotional, but you're just emotional? It's okay. You ever get to a place where you're, you're, you're kind of like um, discouraged, but you, there's no reason why you should be discouraged, but you just feel discouraged? You ever get there? You ever get to the place where you just feel like, man, I'm angry, but I don't know what I'm angry about, but I'm just angry and I'm not real happy? Or you, you ever just get tired of waiting for a promise and you're challenged on whether it's ever going to come to pass? You ever get, you ever get just tired? You know, we're going to read a scripture that says Jesus was tired. He went to sleep. Some of you just need to take a nap, wake up, and just kind of be resting your mind. But this is what I started noticing when I started thinking, when chaos starts to challenge, what needs to be your reaction? What have I seen over time? The number one, I'm going to give them to you in order. One of the most important things you and I have to do when we're challenged by chaotic times is we must stay connected to the church family and the house of God. I'm telling you, man, this is not a, a, a smoke and mirror. Kind of, well, you just want people to, no, nah, man. You got to stay. It is hard to stay connected to church when chaos shows up and challenges arise. Do, start building church as a non-negotiable of your life. Like, I'm getting up and going no matter what. I'm telling you, you better listen to me, man. This is some big stuff. This is big stuff. Because what people do when, ca when challenges and chaos and all this stuff comes, this is what they do. They disconnect from where they need to be connected to. I'm telling you, man. Listen to me. This is where people have a problem. They disconnect from God, and it happens with the church family, you know, your relationships, the people you, um, um, just the stuff, you know what I mean? It's not easy, man. It's not easy. Look what it says, Passion 4.11. Uh, Ephesians 4, that's nice, right? Passion 4.11, that's really helping Ephesians 4.11 in the Passion. Stay connected. Everybody say it out loud at the house. Stay connected to my church family. Stay connected to the family of God. Why? Because the enemy loves to isolate you when you're in challenges and chaos and separate you from the body of Christ. But look what he says in Ephesians 4.11. Man, I have appointed the apostle. This is in the church. Some grace prophets, evangelists, pastor, teachers, and their calling is to nurture and prepare you, the believer, to do their own works of ministry. As they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. So when you come to church, you get built up. These grace ministries will function until we attain the oneness of faith. Until we experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity fully developed in the abundance of Christ. And then our immaturity will end. Now that's big. This is big, man. Because that's what happens. We get isolated. We get mad. We get upset, we walk through this stuff, and man, next thing you know, everything starts going down 
hill. Do not negotiate within yourself. Just say, that's it. These are my non-negotiables. And then immaturity. Sometimes we become immature. Sometimes we become, uh, we get shaken. We will, look what it says. And we will not be easily shaken by trouble. So many times, have you gotten shaken by trouble? Sure. Led astray by what? Novel teachings or by false doctrines of deceivers who teach clever lies. Now that's big. Now I'm going to tell you something here, man. There is a lot of people being led astray in the body of Christ because of jacked up teaching. There is a lot of people being deceived by the lies of the enemy. Well, you know, I don't need, you know, you do. You know what I mean? You don't, uh, you don't need the Holy Ghost. Yes, you do. Oh, I don't need to be praying in no tongues. Yes, you do. Oh, I don't need to be giving. Yeah, I'm free. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't free from obedience. You know what I'm saying? You need to be doing it, doing what God tells you, right? But instead, we will remain strong and always what? Sincere and our love as we express the truth. All our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him, the anointed head of the body of church. The body of his church, the body. Look what it says here. For his body, that's a church, has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. It's safer when you're together with the body. Every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body. We're built up and made perfect in love. And that's the truth right there. You, when you get in the body, you, you, you kind of, um, you mature together. And the most important thing you can remember is that when chaos and challenges come, don't separate. You ever get so challenged and then you, you don't want to talk to your, you know, you're not talking to your godly friends and you're really not wanting to go to church and you really don't want to hear what the Bible says and you really just want to go Isolate yourself. No, don't do it. Okay? Don't do it. Don't go there. Amen? Look look at this, right? Go. To, you can go to uh, Matthew. I'll put this in the... Um, uh, I read this in the NIV, and I kind of liked it. Matthew 7, 24 and 25. You know? I like it in the NIV. It, it, it helps my point really be clarified because you're going to have to learn that when chaos and challenges and all this stuff arise because it's coming, you're going to have to learn how to put into practice the word of God, okay? But basically, I don't even want to say it like that. You got to put into the practice what you've learned. You got to put in practice what you learned. Matthew seven twenty four NIV. Look what it says. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. It doesn't get any better than that. You got to put them in. It's like a wise man who built his house upon a solid rock. The rain came, the water rose, the wind uh, uh, blew hard. And right, right? Isn't that what it says there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had a foundation on the rock. 
Go back to that first verse, please. 24, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. Now, I don't know about you, but wait a minute, wait a minute now. You say, what do you mean puts them into practice? Now, I've practiced before. You know, sports guys practice all the time. Now, what's the difference of practice and being in the game? Well, practice you can do over and over. The game, you know, you get to play it once. You know what I mean? We can't, you can't just go, like, football, like, we, football has got to play. You know, we're in football season right now. You know, I go, I go to Lucas football games, you know, hut, hut, hike, there's the play. You know, if you mess up, you know, the guards pull in, the tackle's doing this, receiver's running here, everybody's doing their design. In practice, what do you do? Reset. Do that again. Let's go. Right? Go. Ready, set, hut. Guard don't pull. Wide receiver don't do this. Receiver didn't do this. Guy didn't do this. You did it in basketball. Grant's with me, right? Right. Hit the whistle. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. You, you can't do that in real life, in the game. Can you imagine the NFL? Hey, do over. Come on, Brady, get back here. Running backs, come back. No, you get... You practice so when you get on the field to play the game, you're prepared. Put into practice what you mean. That doesn't mean, now listen, I'm going to say something here. You might not like it, but it's true. You might practice it and it might not work out. Just keep going back. I'm going to give you, a, I'm going to give you, a, you if, oh my God, I wish everybody in America could hear, I wish everybody in the world could hear what I'm going to say. Okay. Because this is so transparently right, it's almost scary. We practice the Word of God. When it doesn't work, we get mad, and then we stop practicing it. Nowhere else in life do you do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's practice faith. Go! I believed I received when I prayed. Eh, you're not really believing your... Do over. I wish I had a whistle. See it? So we get mad, and then we try this five times. How many times do you think you go over plays when you're practicing it? They don't just, oh, that's it. Take that out of the playbook. You know, one of the Super Bowls, um, uh, they ran this play. I know the name of it, but I, I, I don't want to go get into all that, right? But they, they ran this play, and they practiced it. It was a trick play, you know what I mean? And they practiced it, you know, where no one could see it, but the team just kept get, going over it, going over it, going over it, and going over it, and going over it till they could get it right. And the next thing you know, man, here it is, right? We've been practicing it. We're ready to go. And in the most critical game of their life, the Super Bowl, they used it, and they scored Right? Everybody sees the, the, hey, touchdown, great. Did you see the 62 times they practiced it? No. See, here's the thing. Don't get discouraged when you don't see the touchdowns of faith because you're practicing. You're getting better. You're going to push through challenges and chaos because you start practicing the word of God. Just get better. Now, what do you do when you're the guy practicing? It's funny. I can tell you this, right? I, 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 I shoot film, right? 
and then I could see. And the funniest thing of all is I see the film when I'm shooting film of the game. I go, oh, okay, you open your hip. When you open your hip, the guy, see what I mean? When are you going to start doing that with your faith? Uh, you know, you're big one. That's good stuff right there. But, well, you got to put what you learn. How about this one? I got, I was, I've been thinking about this a lot this week. You got to turn your focus to how great God is, not what you're going through. You got to turn your focus. Everybody say, I turn my focus. I got to turn my focus. You got to turn your focus to how great God is and not what you're going through. Um, I started thinking about worship and praying in the spirit. It shifts my focus and takes me off of worry and puts me into worship. It takes me off of care. But sometimes when you're going through these challenges, you got to realize how big God is. You know, sometimes we get all messed up. Look what it says here in Matthew 8.23, passion. 8.23, passion. And I mean, I think like sometimes this stuff seems so simple. You know what I'm telling you? Like, hey, man, just turn your focus to how great God is. Everybody's like, come on, man, I know that. But do we do it? You know what I mean? Like, man, when I'm in the middle of a challenge, I'm like, I, I'm kind of like more goofy mad about it than I am like turn my focus to God. Look what it says in Matthew 8.23, passion. They all got into a boat and began to cross over to the other side of the lake. And Jesus, exhausted, fell asleep. Here's my scripture. Sometimes you just got to take a nap, bro. Let's go take a nap. Suddenly, a violent storm developed. The waves were so high, the boat was about to be swamped, yet Jesus continued sleeping soundly. Y'all know this thing. The disciples woke him up saying, save us, Lord, we're going to die. But Jesus reprimanded them. Why are you so gripped with fear? Where is your faith? Then he stood up and rebuked the storm and said, be still. And instantly it became perfectly calm. You got that? Now watch this. The disciples were astonished by the miracle and said one to another, who is this man? Even the wind and waves obey his word. Wow. Wow. Ain't that good? Turn your focus. But the water is coming over the side of the boat. I know, but guess what? Chaos is going to show up. Challenges are going to show up. Circumstances are going to show up. Life's going to show up. But what? You got to learn how to overcome the chaos, overcome the challenges, by not focusing on the water coming into the boat, focus on Jesus being with you in the boat. Don't focus on the water coming over into the boat. Focus on, thank God Jesus is with me in the boat. That is how you change and reflect your focus in the right thing. Here's another big one, right? Four. Man, this one you got to grab, okay? This one's big. You got to remember how much God cares about you, man. Come on, God cares about you. You think God's going to leave you in the middle of this chaotic mess, this challenge? He's not. God, man, he, he loves you so much, man. So good. He's not. He's going to definitely make sure he takes care of you. Look at Matthew 14, 
28 through 33. Matthew 14, 20, 28 through 33. Let me go there and look. You, you can put it in passions, fine. I've been, I've been preaching a lot. Somebody asked me the other day, I said, man, you preach a lot of that thing. Yeah, I do. I, I, think it's, I think it's one of the best translations out there. I love the King James, but this just re reads even better. Okay? This is Jesus, you know, walking on water. Look at this. Peter shouted out, Lord, if it's really you, then have me join you on the water. He said, come and join me. Jesus replied to Peter. So Peter stepped down onto the water and began to walk towards Jesus. But when he realized how high the waves were, he became frightened and started to sink. Save me, Lord, he cried out. Jesus immediately stretched forth his hand, lifted him and said, what little faith you have. Why, why would you let doubt win? Oh, my God, don't let doubt win. Ain't that good translation? Why are you letting doubt win, man? Stop letting doubt in and stop letting doubt win. Woo! That's some good stuff right there, right? Don't let doubt win. Stay out there on the water and say, man, geez, you love me too much to watch me sink. You care about me too much to watch me fail. You, you, you're going to be with me in the middle of this mess. You ain't going to leave me nor forsake me. And look at this last one. Here's a big one, guys. God promised to support me in trouble. Chaos. All this stuff. Look what he says in Isaiah 43. And you, you can put that in the King James. And then maybe we'll read it in something different. But uh, Isaiah 43, verse 2. Isaiah. God, I like Isaiah. It's a good book. Right? Isaiah 43. Praise be to God. And I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you what, though. I, one thing I really, 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 really uh, do, do believe is, um, well, I believe, I believe this for sure. In Isaiah 43, too, um, um, he made your, when you, I read it like this. In Isaiah 43, um, 2 and 3, I read it in the Living Bible, but I don't know if we got the Living Bible, but that's okay. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read Isaiah 43. Let me read it in the King James. And then we'll read it in there. When thou passest through, that's fine. You can just put it in the King James. Isaiah 43, 2. Then I'll read it in the Living Bible. And it'll read a little clearer. But look what it says in the King James. When thou passest through. Ooh, come on, somebody. The waters. I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall thy flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, the Savior, thy Savior, I gave Egypt for thy ransom. Ethiopia, see before thee. Woo! Since thou was precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. He's like, man, I'm God, this with you. Listen what it says in the Living Bible. Don't try to find it. I don't even think we got it. When you go through deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, mm, you will not be burned up. What do you mean when you walk through fires of oppression? You're going to walk through some seasons when pressure tries to show up and pressure tries to show up to press you down and not allow you and me to get to the next level to see beyond it. So what is it trying to do? Rob you in the midst and create chaos. Because here's what you got to realize. 
devil doesn't, the devil don't want, does not want you to understand this stuff. He wants you to get discouraged, but you're not going to get discouraged because got, I got great facts about your future. God knows everything that ha- is going to happen. He prepared a way of escape. He prepared a way to walk through the challenges. I promise you nothing is hidden from God's sight. He knows what's coming, okay? And when it comes, he knows that he has already planned a way for you to get out. Remember we read that? But here's what you got to remember. God's got plans for you that are greater. He told you that in Jeremiah 29, 11. You want to see that? Go to Jeremiah 29, 11, NIV. That'll be my last scripture. Yeah, it is good stuff. Jeremiah 29, 11, NIV. We'll call it a wrap. You guys did great tonight. Praise be to God. And we are in it, man. And then Sunday, man, I got a word for you. Woo! This is going to be all month, man. We're going to be like, no fear November. Come on, somebody. I got no, I got no, I got stuff for you this November. It's going to be no fear, no worry. Come on, somebody. No, 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 no problems. Come on, somebody. We're going to have no problem November. Woo, come on, somebody. I'm going to be preaching. Yeah, ain't going to be no shave November, I'll tell you that, man, because I'm shaving. Glory to God. All you people that ain't shaving, God bless you. I, I didn't run off that. I, I started thinking about that because, you know, November's here in gratitude, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be all over partnership. I'm going to talk about that at the end. Let me just read this Isaiah. 2911, I'm sorry, Jeremiah 2911. What am I saying, Isaiah? Right? I know the plans I have for thee, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. My God in heaven. That's the promises of heaven. Ain't that good news? Ain't that good news right there? That's the seasonal change that God said, I got plans for you that are greater than you imagine. They're better than you imagine, and I promise you I'm going to prosper you and not harm you, but give you hope and a future. Glory to God, man. Let me take a minute. Let me pray for you. Don't go nowhere. I want to talk to you, though. Father, I just thank you for each and every person listening to the sound of my voice. I think you're going to lead them. You're going to guide them. You're going to help them. You're going to provide for them, and you're going to allow them to never allow the chaos and the challenges of life to overtake them, but you are going to overcome every challenge, every chaotic moment, and you're going to give them the strength and ability to walk beyond what they could see. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I promise you guys, man, I'm telling you, this Sunday you want to be in the house of the Lord. I'm going to be in 9, 1030. We're going to be in Palm Coast, 1145. And for the whole month of November, you're going to hear this coming from me. I just talked to the staff about this. November is about partnership. Okay, now you church guys, man, you're phenomenal. But I want you to partner with me. You know what I mean? And we have Chris Arnold Ministries. It's an extension of Relevant Church. It's not separate from Relevant Church, but it's an entity of connection that I really plan on pursuing even more in your life. And if you want to become a Chris Arnold Ministry partner for the month of November, for any amount of monthly support, it's a, it's a gift going a different way. Like we tithe. We do our tithe. God bless you. Keep tithing in relevant church. But if you're just like, man, I want to get some offering seed going in a direction, and I want to partner with you for what we're doing around the world. But aren't I partner with you if I'm a church member? Yes. But partnership has different privileges. It's got different kind of access. I don't understand it. I can't explain it. I'm just obedient to walk it. If you are not a Chris Sarno Ministries partner, this month I'm going to give you one of the books I'm going to give you the digital download uh, for you church guys. If you sign up, 
I'm going to give you the physical book. You could take all the books for all I care. But if you partner for any given amount, you say, Pastor Chris, I'm going to give you $10 a month for the next 12 months. Then I'm going to give you a book. I give you all the books. Uh, Pastor Chris, I might not do it. No, if you do it, it's a covenant agreement. So you, you agree. You agree where you got faith and you become a partner. Now, all the other people that partner, they're from all over the world, man. I got partners, you know what I mean? But I want you to partner with me because I really felt like November, I'm going to give you, I'm going to be pushing it everywhere we go. I want to go to radio. I'm going to talk about it. Become a partner. I'm going to talk about it on television. Become a partner. Why? Because I know that strategically, I, I can impact your life when we enter in this covenant agreement. So if it's something you pray about, something you want to do, get there. We'll figure it out. We'll talk about it more. You could even, I'll make sure there's a link on here from now on. But all in November, I've been talking to you about it, and I'm going to talk about it. Become a partner and partner with me. And then out of that ministry, we partner with the world. I'm telling you, we're doing some great things. Just like Relevant, we're together in this. It's one entity, but understand, it's different connection. You know what I'm saying? It's like being connected at a greater level for your life. And if God leads you to do it, you do it. If God don't lead you to do it, don't do it. But I want you to know all month is about partnership. We'll give you any one of the books. We'll give you all the books. We're going to have digital downloads for the people on television, radio. You might be watching this six years from now, and you might say, I want a partner. Go click the link. Well, you know what? Right now. Well, I'll make sure that they got a link. Click the link right there and partner today and see your life change forever. Amen? 9 and 10, 30. Don't forget, Sunday, I'm going to be here bringing it. Why? Because there's no... Boop, November, I'm going to fill in the beeps. What do you mean the beeps? It's going to be no fear November, no worry November, no problem November, no, I don't know, no drama November. I don't know, I'll make something up. It's going to be good though. I promise you one thing it's going to be, it's definitely going to not be no shave November because I'm shaving because I don't look good with facial hair. Come on somebody, amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. It's going to be a great month. And in Palm Coast, 1145, it's going to be a great week at Relevant. We love you and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.